Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Sean, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. What? Let's see how many times Yates put in, uh, our producer put in, let's ride at the end of that. <laughs> let's ride, let's ride. How long it take you to do that, Yates? Jerry did that. You got to ask him, but it probably ain't take too long. Let's ride. Key, you were talking earlier in the show how you hear this, you think about, even if it's a, if it's a preseason game, but it's on a Monday night. It gives you a certain feeling still anyway, even though it doesn't. Oh, yeah. You yeah. just you, you come out that tunnel. You run around. You come out that tunnel. You get you not your nice jog or two around the, around the field before you start, you know, tossing the ball, stretching. And they're playing this. And on the field, you got the, the broadcast team. They walking in the middle of the field, acting cool with their suits on, trying to talk to you, get information. And this is playing in the background. And it's crisp. It's clear skies. Oh, it's just you can smell it, especially when we used to play it in Tampa. Because in, the in, in you know, Monday Night Football, the weather's just perfect, right? 75 degrees, no humidity, and you get ready. To, you know you're getting ready to smash the team you're playing against. You no. just know it because you're better than them. Even as a fan, as a spectator, so much of our lives, like the demarcation of time, it, with families, generations, fathers, sons, mothers, daughters, whoever, uh, it, it centers around sporting events. You know, mm-hmm. like it, there's something about it that – especially when part of the demarcation is the changing of the season. You start to feel like fall is coming, and football season means back to school, back to work. There's nothing like it. I mean, Yeah, I used to have an interesting I, – I, I had an interesting uh, preparation of my games because it's just the way that I always did things. I set it up, man, to the point where – you know, my family would come to the games, ride in with me or whatever. they go up to the box. I might go up to the box and hang out with them until the very last minute that I need to go to the locker room. And I just would sit up at the top and just watch over everybody warming up or whatever they're doing, you know, just because I didn't want to be down there and being bothered until such due time that I needed to be. But see, Key, like for me, preseason, and I, I get it from the fans' perspective, like Max just described, the fact that football season is on the verge, the fall – from the veteran perspective, look, I've been here before. You even said it in the opening, like the fake lifting weights, right? Like you're getting yourself prepared because <laughs> sure. you, you yeah. understand the real-ass grind of the season and when you need to turn that on and what, what that process is. But for me, I go back to the youngins, man, like the young fellas, like the Drake Londons, the Garrett Wilsons, the Chris Olaves, the Jamison Williams from Alabama, right? Like that first moment where you get a chance to kind of feel it, where you're on the field, you hear the crowd, you're going through that – trying to figure out what your new ritual is like as you lead into it and everybody else tries to minimize it but for you man it's that moment where it feels like yeah I got drafted I'm here and I've been to training camps and the grind but it is that moment where it's like you have arrived and I know it's different than the first game but that's in the progression to get to the first game it's a cool moment for the young fellas no it's cool it took a minute for me to get to my first game because when I was drafted by the Jets I held out and I missed basically all the preseason. So it took, you know, the Denver Bronco game, which we got blitzed in Denver, uh, first game of the year, 
So it took a minute for me to actually feel like I was in the NFL. I didn't feel like mm-hmm. I was in the NFL until I got Parcells as a coach. Otherwise, it was like a ham and egg operation. <laughs> what was First that of all, the came- holdout should have made you feel immediately like you were in the NFL. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm curious. When was that? Did you have a moment during that first game where you like, because I, I, look, it happens. You get drafted. I'm like, yo, I'm in the NBA. Like you're practicing. Like, yo, I'm in the league. I can do what I want. I got this lifestyle. It's pretty cool. It takes a. But there was a moment for me as a player. I remember one of the first games, like going against AI, where I was like, "That dude just blew by me," and I was like, yo, "Hold on, man! Like AI is literally a buck eighty soaking wet. Like I thought he was gonna be like one ninety, maybe. Like I, I gave it more than what it was. But he, I was like, yo, this dude's way faster than me, and I'm faster than everybody I thought on the court. Like, was there a moment for you on the field where you're like, yo, I have arrived. I'm, I, I'm in it. Um." Uh, probably not, <laughs> to be honest with you, Jay. Uh, probably not. I wasn't really – I didn't really look at it from that point of view, I guess, because in practice, I practice 100 miles an hour. So I kind of went up against the Aaron Glens and the Otis Smiths, veteran players that knew how to play, and I – did what I needed to do against those guys, so I felt good about the competition because it was going to be much easier. First time I touched the ball my rookie year, it went 50. Mm. First time I touched it against First the game? Broncos. First time I ever touched it, went 50. So I was already feeling a certain way. And we were a bad football – we were a bad coached football team. You know, the next year uh, – uh, the, the the next year, those same players, we go to AFC Championship game with Bill Parcells as the coach. So – we just knew we were we had talent, but we had a bad situation with Richie Kotite as our coach. Uh-huh. A lot of that has to That's do with the same man. What, what so kind you of got a situation you born into as Trevor an NBA, Lord, NFL player? Example: Urban Meyer, like, yo, this is my first. This is welcome to the NFL. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, is no matter who you are at these positions, especially at the quarterback position, it's very vital that you are in the right situation with the right circumstances surrounded around you so you can be competitive and you can do all the things that you did once upon a time prior to coming into the NFL. And so even a guy like Lamar Jackson, so to speak, you look at where Lamar Jackson is in his career in the Baltimore Ravens, if Lamar Jackson was drafted anywhere else with any other team, we wouldn't see Lamar Jackson as we see him today. Because it takes a special uh, organization and special people like Ozzie Newsom to recognize this is what we can do with this individual and win a lot of games and ultimately win a Super Bowl. But we've got to be able to design stuff around him to take full advantage of his talents and not try to make him something that he's not. And I think that's where you see Lamar Jackson now. If somebody else would have drafted him and, for instance, said – Oh, we're going to draft him, Max, and we're going to give him a shot at playing quarterback. We're going to take him in the third round. He would have never gotten a real opportunity to play the position. And we would have been saying, see, this is why he should have been playing DB the whole time. But the Baltimore Ravens didn't do that. But don't you think there are some people key, like, and maybe Lamar fits into this category. I hear what you're saying for most. Aren't there some people whose talent will not be denied? Like who could overcome those circumstances? It's like it just, even if they're drafted in the third round, like when they get the opportunity, they take it and run. You know, doesn't might Lamar not? There, maybe there there there, there is, mm-hmm. but there's a strong belief from me, mm-hmm. and this is just me. Maybe I don't know it. 
when you're not in a situation in an environment for you to succeed, they're not going to put you in that. One thousand percent. Okay. If you don't are if they if they don't believe in you coming in, if they don't believe in you coming in, they're never going to give you the benefit of the doubt, and then they're going to put all of it, all their eggs into your basket, so to speak. Right. You got to be like perfect. You can't make any mistakes. You're but they're not trapped. Okay. Forever. They're not. A guy like Lamar, if the Baltimore Ravens doesn't take Lamar with the 32nd pick and Ozzie Newsome doesn't make him his last draft pick in his career and Lamar goes to the second or the third round, they don't, whoever that is, doesn't give him the benefit of the doubt to insert him into the lineup and build a team around him. They would then try to force him to fit into their system, and after one or two years, he'd be on the streets. Even though he has all his talent, or they would tell him he needs to try another position because they never really invested into him and believed in him. So that's a, it's a different problem set than someone like, say, Justin Fields, who they believe in, has classic quarterback skills, the whole thing, and just winds up in a bad situation. There are lots of ways – for talented players' careers to go wrong. But what I'm wondering about, is there such a thing, like a unicorn-type player, that is of, as a guy who is so talented that he can just overcome circumstances, whether it's going to a bad team, whether it's... Um, well, in football... Being drafted late. In, basketball. It, in football, it depends. In basketball, absolutely. Because in basketball, I could put the, I could put the ball on the floor, and I could back a dude down and dunk on him. And what you going to say, you're going to be like, well, we don't have that. Or I could put the ball on the floor and blow past somebody. In football, I rely on 11 people to do their job for me to shine. And what I mean by that 11, I remove the, the one person, me, the individual, and I rely on the coordinator, the quarterback, the entire offensive line, the running back, the other receivers, the tight end, to do their job so that I can get the football. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't just me. It's more interdependent. Yeah. In baseball, if I'm at the plate just and he delivers it and I can hit it, it's me. In track, it's me. In tennis, it's me. And in golf, it's me. In football, I need everybody to do their job so the quarterback can drive back and deliver it to me. The, 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 call, the play has to be called for me to do my job. In basketball, I could clean the glass and push it up the court and dunk on somebody. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, but, like, realistically, though, even in basketball, like, even though young dudes might do their thing, there's been nobody that's been that guy with the exception of, like, LeBron. Like, like really moving the needle, Max, as it relates to, like, by the time he was drafted, you knew what time it was. And he actually did it. You know, and I, I think that's a... But I do think there's a, in basketball, even if you're in a bad situation, you can still showcase yourself. Absolutely. In a way 100%. where in, in football, you, can you sometimes can't because can't. they have to make give the, they have to make the decision to get you the ball. They have to block for you. All, all, they, you need 11 people. Yeah, you really it's more it's it's more dependent upon your teammates. Can you guys give me some examples of dudes that you think didn't get Trevor Lawrence right now? Yeah, but uh, yeah, I hear you. And but, he has the ball on every he, he touches the ball every play. That's the right kind of example, though, right? But he want example in yeah, what was, Jay football or basketball? No, but he's saying but he's saying because of football because of that dudes in the block for you all that stuff. But Trevor Lawrence had the ball in his hand a ton. 
Yeah, but but Trevor Lawrence still needed the offensive line to block for him so that he's not somebody sitting in his lap. Or he needed the receivers to run their routes and get open. Or he needed the running back to pick up the blitz. He also needed the offensive coordinator like we can't evaluate right Daniel Jones because he's never been blocked for, he's never been coached, he doesn't have anyone to throw to, etc. Even if it's a basketball player on a bad team, you can at least still say, no, he can ball. See, I'm like, not, like, know, like in hoops, Jay, okay. like yeah, in hoops, you, uh, okay, you know this, in hoops, we could take a dude like Zach Levine or we could take a dude like Westbrook. At, at, at UCLA, eh, he get to the pros. Them dudes is all stars and everything, max players and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that that's nice. the difference. They can put it in their own hands and yeah. no, they do whatever Jameson they want to do. Jameson Hensley, ESPN Ravens reporter, is with us. What's going on? Good morning. What, Jameson? What's the latest on the Ravens getting a long term deal done with Lamar Jackson? The the sides have been talking since June, and uh, that's kind of the one positive you can take from it because. For a long period, you heard Ravens officials, whenever we asked them about Lamar's contract, saying, well, Lamar just doesn't seem motivated or doesn't seem interested in discussing a long-term deal. Well, that changed sometime in June, and the sides have been talking. Uh, well, when last time we talked to Lamar, which is about two weeks ago, he didn't want to talk too much about it. He said he wants to keep negotiations, as he said, in-house. But he did add this one point that, because he doesn't have an agent, he, the Ravens have to specifically talk to him. Uh, and when the regular season starts, Lamar Jackson doesn't want to talk about contract. He wants to focus on the regular season. So he did mention that there will be a cutting off point at some time uh, where he doesn't want to talk contract, at least for this season. Jamison, do you think in your mind, in your heart of hearts of covering the Baltimore Ravens, that Lamar Jackson – will step on the field for the Baltimore Ravens in week one without a deal done? Yes, because he's pretty, when he didn't attend any of the voluntary workouts, uh, but when everything that he's had to have done, uh, whether it's mandatory minicamp or training camp, uh, he's stepped on the field. He has, he has taken pretty much every single rep with the first team uh, throughout training camp. And, uh, for a player that was even thinking about not stepping on the field in week one, uh, I think he would probably have been doing what they call the hold-in, uh, you know, report to training camp but not participate in uh, any of the drills. Lamar Jackson has been out there every single day in this, <laughs> what has been some really bad heat here in Baltimore. Uh, he has been out there every single day working. Jimmy, Obviously, seeing where money is going, and obviously you could say that Deshaun Watson is a little bit of an anomaly with $230 million guaranteed, but seeing where Kyler Murray is at $160 million guaranteed, you know that the overall package looks slightly bigger than Deshaun Watson's. Where do you, where do you think Lamar Jackson will be price-wise when it's all said and done? I think that's kind of the, the, the real sticking point right now with, with negotiations because – uh, you know, Lamar Jackson has a legitimate argument to say he should be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he was the uh, unanimous MVP back in 2019. Uh, you look at where the Ravens are uh, with Lamar Jackson. I mean, they're one of the winningest teams since 2018. Without Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, they've only won two games uh, you know, w- without him So uh, over that period. So they, Lamar Jackson knows his value. And specifically his value to the Ravens. 
but the Ravens, you, you, you saw with Kyler Murray, uh, he did not sign a deal uh, anywhere close to getting the guaranteed money that Sean Watson got. And from the Ravens' standpoint, they can say, look, Sean Watson's contract is more of an outlier. Look at what Kyle Murray, you know, look at the contract he did. Uh, so I think that's kind of the sticking point right now. Is, you know, Lamar Jackson, he has, he has the legitimate argument saying he should be paid just like Sean Watson. And the Ravens can say, well, you know what, that contract really, you know, even though it set the market for quarterbacks, uh, you're going to see all the other quarterbacks not get as much as Sean Watson. Jamison Hensley, ESPN Ravens reporter with us. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Jamison, um, last year I thought there were three separate weeks where Lamar Jackson was the best player on earth, right? And he was winning with a, with a team that was really not on the field because they were so destroyed with injuries. And then he got hurt. Yes. Is there any sense that, you know, like I'm, I'm, I look at the, the upcoming season and think if the Ravens just stay healthier, if they're 50% healthier than they were last year where no one was healthy and Lamar stays on the field, they are a real threat. What are the expectations this year? Oh, the, the expectations. Uh, I mean, it, it's kind of strange because, the, you know, the Ravens did finish uh, in last place in the AFC North. But before Lamar Jackson got hurt, uh, they had the best record in the AFC. Uh, they lost their last six games of the season last year. So when they have Lamar Jackson, they know they're one of the better teams uh, in the AFC. So you hear, you know, the, the, the Ravens all throughout training camp saying uh, last season left a really bad taste in their mouth. Uh, they feel if they can stay healthy, they can beat anyone out there. And so they're, they're, they have legitimate championship aspirations here. Uh, and they, you know, they, they understand uh, there's a lot of questions uh, as far as you know, who's going to be catching the ball outside of Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman, who's going to be getting to the quarterback outside of Adafi Owe. Uh, but they understand as well when they have Lamar Jackson, who just is one of the most dynamic playmakers in the NFL, uh, he can cover up a lot of weaknesses. So as long as Lamar Jackson and specifically that offensive line stays healthy, uh, they know they can compete with anybody in the NFL. Jamison Hensley, ESPN Ravens reporter, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Uh, you spoke about being healthy and staying healthy, and the Ravens certainly had their rash of injuries last year, and then they did not stay healthy. That's why they missed the playoffs. How long do you expect to see the starters playing in the preseason? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I mean, I think after last year in that preseason finale, uh, J.K. Dobbins, their, their starting running back, uh, he got a, a season-ending knee injury after playing just one series. And that was the only only thing he was supposed to do that, that game was only the one series. Uh, John Harbaugh, I think, is going to be very, very cautious with his headline players. Lamar Jackson uh, is not playing uh, tonight's game against the Tennessee Titans. I did ask John Harbaugh if Lamar is going to play throughout the whole preseason. He said he doesn't want to give out his future plans, but I think everyone would be surprised uh, if you see Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, uh, Marlon Humphrey, any of the, the, the big headline players for the Ravens. I don't think they're going to be stepping on the field whatsoever in the preseason. And you've seen that throughout all of training camp with the Ravens where they have tried to reduce injury risk as much as possible. Uh, I think you know I've covered every single training camp of, with John Harbaugh here with the Ravens. This what I'm seeing right now. It's the fewest full contact drills they've ever had in training camp, and uh, I think they're emphasizing more of the mental aspect of the game. But another reason is they just don't want to get guys hurt, and I think that's for 
big, big reason why you won't see Lamar Jackson and a lot of the other starters throughout the entire preseason. Jameson, obviously I know the AFC as a conference is a beast of a conference, but going to the AFC North in particular as a division, I'm curious with so much going on, Joe Burrow, you know, Kia and us were talking about this today, like could they have a hangover considering they had so much success last year early for Joe Burrow, Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson, who knows what the case will be with that. Will they go for Jimmy G, Jacoby Brissett, can they lead Pittsburgh and obviously Mike Tomlin and, and Mitchell Trubisky as their captain, their quarterback. Who do you see being the biggest threat to the Ravens in the conference, in, in the actual division? Yeah, I, I think it does come from Ohio where, uh, you know, as far as the Bengals, I think they need to stay healthy just like they did last year. And I think that's a big, big question mark where, uh, you know, they, they won the division and they were clearly the most talented team in the division, but they were also the most healthiest team. So uh, can they get that luck? Can they sustain that luck? of being able to keep their big-name players healthy. And then in Cleveland, it's Deshaun Watson. I mean, if if he plays games this year, yeah, that, then I think a lot of people see them as contending for the AFC North title. But if Deshaun Watson misses over half the season, uh, I think that's where you're, a lot of the conversation will be between the Bengals and the Ravens as kind of the AFC North contenders. And so a lot of question marks, and I don't know if we'll get a lot of answers uh, until the regular season starts, but uh, I think – when you look at all the divisions uh, in the NFL, I don't know if there's another division, maybe outside the AFC West, where there's three teams as far as the Bengals, Browns, and Ravens, where a lot of people are just, they don't know who's going to win this division. Uh, but I think a lot of it comes down to who's the healthiest and who's going to be their quarterback. I think that's where it's going to be determined. Jamison Hensley, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN Ravens reporter. Thanks, Jamison. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much, guys. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Why one championship team is no longer a contender, according to Keyshawn Johnson. It's after Jay has this from FanDuel. Start the second half of the baseball season the right way and turn K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step, can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up using promo code PLAY. Place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in match points if you don't win. It's that easy. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now and sign up using promo code PLAY to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills 
and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. And joining us now on Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Joining us now is the great Paul Feinbaum from the eponymous Paul Feinbaum Show. What's up, Paul? Max, how's everybody doing? Good to, have, good to be back on the show. It's good to, good to have good you, to have man. So, Paulie, getting a little football going right now so we can That's talk a little, little college football with you. Um, you and I have talked you know, quite a bit over the last couple of years about Clemson football program and where it was headed. And I've been kind of assessing it and looking at it over the last eight years of coordinators, them losing coordinators that played a pivotal part in their recruiting as well. You lost two, three on the offensive side and one in Brent Venables on the defensive side of the ball. Is Clemson's reign in national championship as national championship contenders over with? Uh, it, it's close, uh, Key. And the, the only reason I'm, I'm cautious is that I, I think they have a really good team this year based on the ranking. But but I, I think in terms of the dynasty that Dabo Sweeney had, uh, I believe that window is uh, that is barely open to get enough air to to breathe right now. And and I I've heard you talk about this, and, and you're right. Uh, you know, Elliot Scott on the offensive side, the two coordinators. Uh, Venables. And, and, and on top of that, he, I think Dabo Sweeney lost somebody who may be as important to the operation as, as anyone else, and that's Thad Turnipseed. You may remember that name. He used to be the chief of staff and the director of operations for Nick Saban. He went to Clemson and, and recreated one of the best-run uh, athletic uh, football operations in the country. And now, guess what? He went with Venables to, to Oklahoma, and I, I think that, that's a, an equally big hole. So I think the window is, is almost shut, not completely. I think this year's team uh, against a, a rather weak uh, ACC has a shot. But there, there's no room for uh, or margin for error. This isn't like last year when, when, when Clemson had the biggest uh, game of the country the first week against Georgia. They, they really don't have much on their schedule that can get them in the playoffs should they lose a game. Well, so, Paul, let me ask you about that. So since we're seeing so much happening with conference re- realignment, 
And if you're if you're looking at the the strength of the ACC and the geographical footprint of Clemson, like just just from your fan perspective, Paul, you've been around this game a very long time. Does it behoove Clemson to stay in the ACC, or does it make more sense for them to try to become part of the SEC? Not only does it make sense for them to get out of the ACC, I think they are trying to get out of the ACC. Uh, they'll deny that, and and good, and, and they're welcome to do so. But but I strongly believe that Clemson. Uh, through intermediaries, is trying to figure out a way to get out and to go to the ACC. And I think ultimately Clemson will be in the SEC uh, because it, it, it's perfect for them. They, they are a, the, the quintessential SEC school. They're, they're in South Carolina. They, they're, they're around the corner from Georgia. Uh, they already have South Carolina uh, in, in, in the state. And you're going to hear what I'm about to say many, many times uh, in the coming weeks, especially with Big Ten School, with, with, with schools outside the Big Ten footprint like Notre Dame, it's going to be difficult in, in a year or two for Clemson to be able to be bringing in half of what cross-state rival South Carolina is from a television standpoint. Mm-hmm. The numbers just don't add up. And when, they, when, 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 ESP, when, when ESPN eventually, uh, within the next couple of years, takes over the entire SEC contract, South Carolina, who, who's always perceived as the little brother by Clemson people, will be will be bringing in twice the the football television revenue. I don't think Clemson can stand for that, uh, and and it, it opens the door for other conversations around college football. But it, it's a big time program, uh, and it got that way b- b- because of a lot of things. But but to Dabo Sweeney's credit, he put the staff together, he put the infrastructure together, the facility together. He played the big game against Alabama, against Georgia against others around the country. He had the advantage of seeing Notre Dame every couple, of, every couple of years, depending on the ACC schedule. And quite frankly, I think most of that, if not all of that, is going to go away. I think ultimately uh, Notre Dame will either you know, form an alliance uh, with, with the Big Ten or get into Big Ten. Uh, and, and you can't depend, guys, on Florida State and Miami uh, to hold up their part of the bargain every year. I think Miami is on the road back. I can't tell you about Florida State. Wake Forest. And Pittsburgh were the two teams last year that played in the ACC championship game, and I, I think there are tickets still available for that game. So, P- Paul, quickly, <laughs> based on what you just said, not just in terms of, oh, it makes sense from a certain point of view that Clemson would be in the SEC, but, but what you just said, it's quint- quintessential SEC school, right? So why would, what would stop it, if anything? This is going to happen, right? I think it will. And, Max, right now what's stopping it is just a, a very bad contract that the ACC did a couple of years ago. And you might want to turn the volume down uh, with ESPN because ESPN took them to the cleaners, okay? I mean, it's just uh, the, the ACC so desperately wanted its own television network like the Big Ten, like the SEC. And they got it, uh, but they paid for it in the end by making this ridiculously long-term deal uh, that goes into I think uh, 2034, and it, it's called the grant of rights, and, and it's it's almost impossible to get out. And part of the reason it was put in because remember Maryland left the ACC a number of years ago for the Big Ten, and they weren't going to let that happen again. Uh, but but ultimately, I, I think the ACC has to reexamine the position because while they may keep schools in the league, they're going to be dying on the vine if they if they don't change something. Uh, and, and they may be better off just letting uh, Clemson go. I, I think the ACC, Max, missed a moment two years ago. Remember, right around this time when college football was in chaos, 
the Big Ten had just announced uh, it was shutting down as well as the Pac-12, and, and Notre Dame was in, in, in dire straits. So the ACC allowed Notre Dame to play an ACC uh, play for the ACC conference two years ago, and ultimately they they played for the championship and got in the playoffs, even though they lost to Clemson uh, in the championship game. They should not have done that. They should have said Notre Dame, if you won in the ACC, it, 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 get in the ACC. They're already in, in every sport. Then you better you're getting in right now, and they missed that moment. And I think Notre Dame's interest in staying in the ACC with that affiliation is very small. Paul Feinbaum, host of the Paul Feinbaum Show, plus the most important thing, number one USC Trojan fan in all of the land, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Paul, Alabama being ranked number one in the coaches' poll, do they deserve being ranked number one even though they lost to Georgia in the national championship? They do. Uh, th- th- this is a better team than, than last year. And, and I, I don't want everybody to start laughing about what Nick Saban said last week because he got very upset when, when a certain uh, commentator that you're speaking to uh, criticized him for saying it was a rebuilding year. Um, because Notre Dame, uh, Alabama started last season number one. They'll start this season number one. But this is a better team. Uh, Bryce Young has much more experience in addition to the Heisman Trophy. Uh, so they have the best offensive player. They have the best defensive player by far, Keyshawn. You know that, and Will Anderson Jr. Yep. Uh, they 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 got a cornerback from from LSU who's a top ten player. They it picked rips. up a a, a running back from from Georgia Tech who uh, named Gibbs who is going to really stun people. Uh, they've got a couple of wide receivers in the portal, one from Georgia, one from Louisville, uh, and they're deeper. Uh, they got more experience. And they frankly have a better schedule too. I, I, I think uh, you know they don't. They have Texas A&M at home, which is very important. Their big non-conference game is Week Two at Austin, Texas, and they'll probably beat Texas by three touchdowns. So uh, they're in a much better position. And their biggest rival within the league, Georgia, is not going to be as good. I mean, they'll still be highly regarded. They're, they're preseason number three, but they don't have the best defense I've ever seen, which they did last year. Wow, I didn't know that Nick. I didn't know that, that Alabama played Texas. Wow, that's that's certainly going to be a, a must see. That, that, versus, that's going to be must see college Saban. football. Why aren't we there? Let's go. Long as it stays a. Yeah, it's going to be a big weekend. Yeah, long as it stays but, at most but, a double yeah, elimination but, tournament, it's always good early. Uh, Paul Feinbaum. But, Paul, I know, I know that uh, you have things to do, places to go, people to see. He has so, to go get his USC gear. That's right. The great Paul. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got to finish Keyshawn's uh, best-selling book and get my USC gear on, <laughs> on on Fan Guide or wherever. So, hey guys, it's always fun. Thanks for remembering me. We'll talk to you <laughs> soon. Thanks for Paul. supporting my book, Paul. Appreciate you. Good job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, my book. Uh, actually, so more copies. To, Don't do that. Uh, he's referring to Paul. Might want to read it. You know. Oh, the fact. Yes. Yes. Especially in that part yeah, of yeah. the country that he covers. <laughs> you know. <laughs> We're presented by Progressive Insurance here on Keyshawn J. Willemax. Why Tua may not be the long-term answer for the Dolphins after he has this from Granger. For all the ones who get it done, Granger is here for you. And they're always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry along with 24-7 support. Experience staffed at curbside pickup at over 250 local branches. And you can get free access to product specialists ready to help you track down hard-to-find items. Plus, Granger commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe, clean for all your people by far. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop by. 
From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey! What are you doing over there, Jay? Antonio Brown dance. Over, under, key. How many times do you think it's going to happen this year? Every single touchdown. What's Every that? one. The Antonio Brown Every Antonio single. Brown okay. Let me, over let me, 50 and, let, and a half. Said, let me rephrase it, Jay. Let over. me rephrase it. Not every one. Every skill position player, every skill position player that scores a touchdown will be doing it. Huh. Every single one. Don't yeah. the sports? I, th- I think, Jay, I think it's going to be at least 50 dudes, and we're going to get at least three linemen. Some of them scooping scores from the Yeah, dudes. you're going to get, right, get a couple big fellas that want to play small. Let's, let's have a bet. I don't think we'll see any tonight, even in preseason. Preseason will be easy time, right? No, you'll see them. I, th- I definitely think we'll see it for preseason because like, some tonight? of you guys might. I not say make, we see three tonight. Take that bet, Yates. You think Julio Over under three? Think Julio Jones will do it if Tom Brady links them up? You know, you think Julio Jones does it? He don't really dance like that, nah. so I, I'm gonna say no. Yates I think right, Chris Jones no, no, do Julio. Yates only plays money where his money. Think works. anyone on the Bucks does it? I'm, I already put a parlay in. Absolutely. Jay, so I'm, I'm not talking about parlay, are. Yates. I'm talking about you and me because three his issue. Yates loves a parlay. And I'll he loses it. every time. His but parlays are hard to Bruce hit. Arians, though, uh, his his issue is with Bruce Arians, not his teammates. Right. See, the the thing when you the, the thing that people got to understand is with certain athletes, they're loved by their community regardless to how you might feel about them. So the support of what he's doing amongst the NFL players community. Yeah, but he thrown a lot of players under the bus too, Key. Nah, but those players didn't and him didn't see eye to eye anyway. He never rocked with those players. But who did he rock with? He it seems he's thrown everyone out of the bu- under the a bus. A whole you 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 saw him doing Mark Ingram doing it at practice. Yeah. You no, saw no, I'm Mark not Ingram. saying they're not going to do the dance. I'm saying Antonio Brown has thrown people who have supported him including teammates under the bus in multiple locations, yeah, but, right? But those teammates he didn't rock with. He didn't rock with Juju Smith. 
he didn't rock with Ben Roethlisberger. Like he didn't really, he liked Tom Brady. Tom Brady yeah, but then rock. But he didn't with, rock. Who did he with rock Tom with Brady? that he didn't throw under the bus? Who did he rock with? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Th- I, I don't can't know. think of anyone. But you know. But I just know I how know the NFL really community like is. Oh. They gonna support you because they understand you better than those that don't support you. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I, I feel like people have bent over backwards to understand Antonio Brown. Yeah, no, nah, you on some journalistic stuff. No, I'm no, telling no. you the real. No, no, no. I'm talking no, I'm about telling you the real deal. I'm talking about teammates who support him and everything, and he kind of like you know. Every time I met AD, AD always, AB always seemed really chill to me. Like, me too. He's been man, in person. You, he's been very nice. People that people that think like him, We're they gonna support seconds. him. A Miami four is like a New Jersey ten. I don't think there's such thing as a Miami four to tell you the truth. I think no, the numbers such start higher. Some Miami fours higher. now. Yeah. You, you, hey Max, hmm. it's a such thing as some Miami fours. Memorial Day weekend? <laughs> no, hell no. Miami Memorial has the crown by a lot. Crack, in well, it used to crack in Miami. It used, I don't to, know about it used to crack in Miami. Man, I'm not going now. down. I'm not going to Miami. Miami's an interesting town Memorial in that Miami's a great town. You kind of got to know people though. You know, like there's yeah, some no towns, anywhere. not a, like Vegas, you don't really have to know anybody, you get around, have a good time. Miami, you have to know people. No, no you yeah. gotta know people everywhere. No, you don't have to know people. Well, it always helps to know people. It helps to know people. But I've, no, it's more, things are more accessible, let's say, in Vegas than in Miami. See, in Man, thing, you can get the Why? same thing in Miami, Naturally, in Vegas, the same thing except gambling. What do you mean? You gotta be I can even Why? To get into places, to get around places, it's not, it doesn't cater to tourists in the same way that Vegas does. For well, Vegas no, it's, it's, the same, it's the same thing, yeah. uh, Max. If, uh, L.A. also, like Miami. Got it's no the same no, thing. LA's I can get everything in L.A. and Vegas I can get in Miami. Yeah, you can get everything, but you have access to it. L.A. Right. LA I got access to I can get. Not, key, I got access. You, you, Key. We're talking about the average person. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking well, about. the average person, you can't, you can't have these conversations <laughs> with us and talk about average people because nobody <laughs> on this Broadcast is average, except for Jay. Jay very leads a modest. humble exi- yes, thank existence. Thank you, Max. Thank you. No, modest. you can. You we can fake humble and all those sort of things, but we're not going to fool our listeners. They know damn well we're not humble. They know damn well Jay drives a Bentley. It's fine. You worked hard uh, uh, for uh, it. Excuse me. Excuse me. He is driven in a Bentley. What do you mean drive a Bentley? How dare you? Oh, driven. That's yes, right. Yes. He's driven in a Bentley, and he has two nannies. It's okay. I don't. And those are for him. You guys the two so nannies annoyed. are just for him. Then his kids also have nannies. But I think what Diana was saying, though, you know, if you got a seven, if you if you grading that way on looks mm-hmm. in people that you are in a relationship with, both male and female, mm-hmm. a seven is pretty damn good because nobody's a ten. I mean, I'm like the closest at a nine quarter. So. You know, you're the closest. You're the closest. <laughs> what do you mean? Nine and a quarter. He said nine quarter. He didn't say nine, and a quarter. He said a quarter, nine quarter. Nine quarter. <laughs> yeah, nine and a quarter. No, now you're at an and. You didn't say and before. He said nine well, quarter. Well, okay, nine and a quarter. That's fast. He takes out the little words. I like it. It's efficient. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, no one's a 10. Well, I mean, no hey, speak for yourself. Max. No yeah, one's except a 10. Except for Pat Costello. See, Miami was so different for me because I lived uh, – I lived in Brickle, right? So Yeah, Brickle downtown. Downtown. So I literally, I would do these ACC Sunday night games, and I would leave sometimes like Sunday morning, like at 5 to catch my flight. And literally, I lived right outside was this club called Space. 
And then right next to space was another place called Tootsie's, right? So literally, <laughs> you would wow, see a tootsies. line. Yeah, you would see a line outside at 5 in the morning. I'm talking about the whole block waiting to get into space. And space so let me like, think. Oops, so oops, you was oops, like, oops. should I go call this game or should I go to Tootsie's? Like, should I skip the game and go directly to Tootsie's? It is interesting how bad, earlier. That would be a bad move for your career, yes, Jay. Earlier I asked you both, what was your favorite time of life? Like, where did you live? Your favorite time of life, your favorite place to live. And Jay immediately said, between the ages of 24 and 27, he lived on South Beach. And Key immediately said, well, there was this time where he lived in, some, in Tampa, but he would, in Miami was a hop, skip, and a jump. So <laughs> in both instances, it was about getting to South Beach. Well, yeah, I spent yeah. a lot of time. I spent a lot of time in Miami. A lot of time. Even though we were in Tampa, we'd go up to Miami Easy. just to have dinner Puddle and jump. come back for practice the next day. Yeah. Puddle jump. I mean, yeah. It's, it's Miami, man. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it's like now, but when I was playing, it was... Miami's the same. It's the same, Key. It was different. It was a... It was... See, I think I... It's probably burned out now for me, but back then, I caught it... I caught it right when it was getting nice and ripe. It was green before, but then the colors started to come in around that time. And it's always the people that live down in Florida full, full time. Like, oh, here you guys go again. Like, that's not where we go. That's not how it's not the same spot. Well, I don't have anything to do with them, Jay. <laughs> that's where I went. Right. It is, it is, people are like, listen, this is human nature. People like warm weather yeah. climbs. Right. L.A., Miami. When people speak fondly of locations where they live, frequently you hear L.A. and Miami because it's nice out. Even when it's hot out, but it's still it's warm out. Was there a bigger point that you were going to make? No, or? just, you know, those are the places. Like, Key talks about L.A. It's always about the weather. And, and you're talking about Miami. Because going to be about. Of course. It's, yeah. it's, but I'm it's, actually having breakfast. I'm going to go home, put on my board charts and stuff, and I'm having breakfast on the beach uh, at Where are you 9 going? o'clock. Where are you going? I'm going to go into Malibu uh, meeting. I'm having a meeting. I have a Tough meeting. Life. In, uh, meeting in Malibu. Well, they, I, I didn't pick the location. They picked the location. <laughs> Yeah. You said, hey, he gives him a sure. he gives him an option of three different places. One of them is Malibu. The other is like, you know. No, they said, hey, Santa let's Monica. do. They yeah. said, no, they said let's do Malibu at nine. I said, okay, mm-hmm. cool, no problem. I'm I'm off. I'll be able to do it. I could be in the Palisades. I can meet you in Malibu, or I can meet, you give him the three options. I mean, it, you know what's so messed up about this though? Hmm. The I can name any city yeah. in L.A. and people will be like, ah, see Malibu Palisades. Orange County, it just Pasadena. No, no you can't. A nice try yes, slipping Orange can. County in there. It's not Malibu or the Palisades. No, but, if, but if you go nice. Balboa Island, you go to Laguna, yeah, you go Laguna. to Dana Point, yeah, Newport, yeah, that's Laguna. the same thing. It's yeah, the same, same thing. Yeah, it is. That's it the same is. thing. I don't know, something about when you just say Orange County is not the same. But, yeah, if you start breaking it down. Keyshawn, Jay Willemax. Oh, here comes a long stretch. Why do you say Surprised a long stretch? you went to that early. Jay, that's Keyshawn, outrageous. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. And Max. <laughs> Became and Max when you guys won the two on two tournament. We won as a team. ESPN Radio, Sirius I XM Channel. We're back tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern. Poof! Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.